Hello, listeners. As you may know, we had a poll recently. We sure did. Of who pitched Sonic. And I totally forgot about this until you just I did too. Well, this is unfortunate for both of you because we, we made an agreement that if uh, the audience was wrong, yeah. we would ask the selected hosts to leave the show. And well, audience, Alex and Jake tied with one another and neither of them pick Sonic. So unfortunate boys, but this is the moment yeah. I have to ask the two of you to leave the podcast. Um, if you agree, I am prepared to go on with this episode alone um, and the Actually, whole show. You know what? I agree. I want to see you fucking do it. <laughs> I'm tempted. I am tempted to also agree just to see Matt do this whole I episode. I want to see you carry this shit on your fucking back. It'll just dude. be an hour long of Matt thinking to himself, and you'll occasionally hear like, ah. <laughs> and at the end, he'll just be like, these are the movies that move on. I fucking, I loved that poll because I kept checking it like intermittently, and it was just like, Alex, Jake, Alex, you had like zero votes. I voted for you once just to give a extra. <laughs> I, I voted for myself as well. So half of my votes were hosts of this show. <laughs> With that, hello again. Welcome back. We're the Tough Cut Podcast. I'm Matthew. I pitched Sonic. I'm Alex. That was um, that was a bad time for me to take a sip of my drink. <laughs> and I'm Jake and I have none of those problems. That's, that's beautiful. <laughs> well, this is episode 17? 16. It's our Sweet 16 MTV shout yeah. out. Oh, it's our Sweet 16, guys. Sweet 16. Yeah. Um, perfect time to have part three of our Oscar season bracket. Anyone want to buy me a car? I need one. Isn't that what people do for Sweet 16? <laughs> so what do we have coming at us today? I can do it. We've got... I <laughs> Borat subsequent movie film versus Palm Springs in the first half of the episode here. And then in the second half of the episode, we've got the matchup of maybe the century. Another round versus Sonic. I'm so excited. <sighs> Two I've, heavy hitters. A movie about getting belligerently drunk and a movie that I watched belligerently drunk. What a matchup. <laughs> and guess which one's which? The answer may shock you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you guys didn't know, this is Oscars season. We are, you know, if you made it to the semifinals, we're talking about films. We want to win Best Picture uh, for our our Oscars, the better Oscars. A uh, little spoiler warning, we will be spoiling these films and maybe others, so keep an eye out for that. And also a content warning for another round uh, for some, like, alcoholism and for Borat for just, you know, it's a heavy satire film. There are some sexual situations that are very uncomfortable, some very, like, intense political messaging and all that stuff so just keep an eye out for all that yeah and uh you guys said all the things so i'm just here <laughs> cool shall we hop right into this uh first matchup dude james marston lives in my mind rent free <laughs> rent fucking free. until we get him on the show every single time or we pitch hop for a bracket we should get mm. we should get him on the show when we have hop in the bracket to make yeah. him watch it for mm. the first time we should do a bracket <laughs> where we invite james marsden as a special guest and we it's the hop bracket and we pick our top eight moments in the hop movie uh, that <laughs> Did, he, he was he was in hop right 
Uh, <laughs> really I think hope so. so. We've been saying he is for a long time. Because <laughs> you making the joke or comment, I guess, that he would be watching it for the first time was just really it blew my. I was like, wait, is he in the movie? And then I was like, yeah, wow. he's, he he is in Hop. Oh he is in Hop. Yeah, I was so commenting good. on the quality of the film. Wow, that's a cool looking bunny with his open plaid shirt. That's a decade years old. Why are we talking about hop? Because <laughs> we're hopping into the bracket. All right. So Borat, subsequent movie film. Wow. Russell um, Brand was in hop, too. <laughs> really? <laughs> mm-hmm. That doesn't surprise Dude, me. He fucking- and Hank Azaria. What? Wild. David Hasselhoff played himself in hop. This is crazy. Okay. He's just been playing himself. But yeah. Borat, subsequent movie film, uh, obviously released 2020 directed by jason wolner you know it you love it borat at pain of death um has to give a gift to one of the members of trump's inner circle um that gift ends up being his daughter uh, the mockumentary lampoons american culture their covid response and most of all their politics yeah that's borat uh, and Borat is going up against Palm Springs, directed by Max Barbacow, released also in 2020. Uh, it's time loop time, baby. You've got philosophical views of reality. You've got Andy Samberg talk, uh, taking it in the butt. And it's an all around good time. You should have just said that when you first introduced Palm Springs. Like, I don't know why you didn't just lead with that. I should have that really. Yeah. yeah. All the most important pieces of it. Yeah. You really mm. get the whole essence of the film. Mm-hmm essence okay borat <laughs> versus palm springs i'll still be honest i still have a lot of reservations about borat and i'm hoping to like kind of tackle those and see like how how i can you know what i mean yeah like, start I us just, off start us off go for us it. With some. i just feel like i go back to it and i keep going back to it and i'm just like man it's really out of place they're like scripted shit and from such a film like Palm Springs, where like I genuinely like I said this when we were talking about it before, but I love the writing of that movie. I thought it was so like genuine. Where this one just it feels like so like hammered in, and especially going back, I watched some scenes of Borat too that I really remembered loving. Oh God, what, what was the exact one? I mean, they did a lot, but like the whole like they're eating babies and like conspiracy theories, and then just be like, <laughs> yeah, that isn't cons- the COVID's a conspiracy theory rather than that Hillary eats the blood of children. Uh, hilarious yeah. or 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 like yeah. the um fucking the debutante ball wow like those kind of moments are really like amazing and what make Bora like really cool but the other parts where they're just like hammering in scenes of them being scripted it just feels weird i think having them be scripted i think that's my issue and i, I don't know how to yeah. detach myself from it but i'm willing to learn yeah so i know we talked about this a little bit in the first episode how do you because I know like the second Borat here definitely has more scripted scenes. I guess I don't mm-hmm. know that for sure, but it feels like it does um, compared to the first one. Um, and I know that's something you kind of alluded to that you felt the first one was so much more exclusively improv. But it also has like a handful for of sure. scripted screen scenes yeah. between obviously primarily Borat and then uh, the director character. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's actually what they they refer to him as. Like a producer, right? Yeah, his producer, producer, his producer. Yes, Azamat. 
do those feel less scripted? Like, I know that the, like, is that why it's off putting is these feel less organic? You know what it, you know what it is. And I think I've literally just reached this realization. Um, and it feels like in comparison with the, with these films, um, I just wish they did heavy handsome stuff, but it also is probably because that the world has felt so heavy handed uh, lately, especially with like those topics that they're doing. And while I was watching Palm Springs, I remember also feeling like, you know, I think Matthew alluded to this, why it resonated with you. Like you, we, it's also felt like we were in a fucking time loop and we were just like yeah. living out the thing. And it's just like, mm-hmm. that's also heavy handed, but I felt like they did it in such an organic way where Borat felt like so choppy, but maybe like, maybe it's just a sign of the times and maybe it's just, there was no way for tackling something like this, something that had to switch its ending that we'll never know of. Uh, yeah yeah because i don't know it it just something that you saying that kind of made me think of and i do think that this is like a direct result of living in a post first borat world um (laughs) is like obviously this is still super impressive to see done again in a second movie but i think we see a lot more adjacent material to the first Mm. borat now like there especially Mm. in Mm. relative especially relative directly to like american politics like there are a lot of those political talk showy type things that are specifically geared towards i can't remember what his name is james marston (laughs) yes thank you (laughs) um where basically like he goes to all the went to all like the trump events and like just interviewed people and had him walk into that guy from the daily show the uh, jake tapper yes i think so something like that um, like he's great. I th- the world has so many more of those like real life interactive moments like that mm-hmm. now that like maybe that takes away some of the magic. I think that's that's fair. Yeah, because it wasn't subverting anymore. Yeah, because it's not it's not as original of a concept as as it was when the first Borat came out. I I think that's fair. I also think two two. Borat subsequent movie ki- films credit they do the whole like <laughs> as soon as the movie wow, starts you really said the whole the whole title I'm very happy for you to do. I've been just saying Borat too uh, not the entire title Borat subsequent movie film deliver of the prejudiced bride to American regime for make benefit of once glorious nation of Kazakhstan come on yeah, wow we should do he that really on. said Guys, the whole movie title um, <laughs> I'm proud of you Matthew let's let's respect Eddie had it memorized he was not looking at a screen guys he had that shit memorized did you know Palm Springs real name is Paul Arnold Palmer's spring Springsteen wow I had no idea Anyway, uh, that was my best joke of the evening. (laughs) (laughs) That's our joke of the evening, folks. (laughs) But what I did want to say about about Borat 2, when it first opens, underneath the title, you hear him go, Borat 2, very nice, my wife, big success. And it like opens with all of those like famous lines (laughs) to just like get them out of the way. So that way it can be like, yeah, this is Borat 2, but it's not just going to be the same movie again, you know, Mm -hmm. which I I really like commend them on. Like he came, Sasha Baron Cohen came into this movie, like wanting to make it with a purpose and not just like make a second Borat, you know? Although I do agree with Jake that while I think the scripted scenes were necessary to have it, you know, make sense and to have it work, I think 
they aren't as effective as the scripted scenes with the producer are in the first movie. And when comparing these two, I think the reason why like it's standing out to me is because I felt like Palm Springs really subverted like the whole time loop genre in a really fun way. Yeah. You know, and that's the comparison that like, I feel like Borat 2 didn't really subvert, like it did, a it made a point and it was a point film. So like, I don't know, but what do you think? Matthew? So- This is one of the topics I most wanted to talk about with these two films um, is how they exist within their mediums or I guess within maybe genres, maybe a better word. I'm not exactly sure. I 100% agree with you. I think that Palm Springs is built as a deconstruction of the time loop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It is very meant very much supposed to like take this idea that's sort of come back into prominence with things like Happy Death Day in recent history and subvert that through this lens of what is almost like, hey, like what actually would happen to people being stuck in a time loop for this tremendous amount of time? Like the nihilism that comes from it, the like forgetfulness of like Niles of what his original life was like, like the experience of being dragged into it, how the movie is originally framed from Sarah's point of view. So we get to see Niles like already many time loops in like living his way through the the night yeah it's such a fantastic deconstruction of the time loop versus Borat existing generally in the territory of mockumentary yeah I love Borat too I love the first Borat I love yeah you know political critique is so important to me absolutely but I think as a mockumentary it does so much less with the fact that it's a mockumentary like the the first Borat they I feel like make intentional nods to and play with that concept by like the film like the people filming it are a physical presence in the film and I think it's an interesting exclusion for you know for something to exist as a mockumentary and then not play with the fact that it's a mockumentary that totally wasn't why he wanted to make it you know like why would he make Borat 2 he did it because it was convenient for like doing a doing a message which I mean it was great like it it succeeded at that but I think because of that it lost a lot of points for innovation that's like really like unfortunate for me And, and I can't fully appreciate it as much as something like Palm Springs that came out of fucking nowhere I want there's an innovation in Palm Springs that I want to talk about because every time loop media anything where it's like a time loop the biggest moment in most time loop stories is the like waking up in the time loop right the like oh what's the song that plays on the radio like Uh, you also saw happy death day (laughs) i fuck with happy death day i actually i have never seen happy death day i i think that speaks to alex's point that happy death day is so ingrained in what makes a time loop a time loop that him just generally explaining a time loop you go oh yeah it's definitely that i've never seen that movie i'm also just a big fan of happy death day no no shut up alex it's a happy death date. <laughs> Will it'll it'll this probably end happy up on death the show. Day podcast. <laughs> oh, it's a guilty pleasure of mine. The way that Palm Springs twists the waking up in the morning mm-hmm. like scene and how Niles is already so done and so tired and he has that whole thing memorized like he can't even finish because he's so bored with waking up. It's just such a sad waking up for him. And then you see Sarah and you slowly discover why waking up in this day is so torturous for her. Like Mm -hmm. the realization it's it's so beautifully done and it's so poetic the way that it like adds depth to being stuck in the same day because it's not just like oh I'm living the same day over and over again. It's I'm 
living the day that my sister is marrying the guy that I slept with last night today. Like, yeah. what a like cruel day to be trapped in. It's so good. It's so deep in such an interesting way. And for them not to even be like, for her not to even be like the main main, like that's not even like, you know, Andy Samberg is like the main and then she joins like for that to be like a really crucial, like that is her day and she's dragged into it. Like it's not the yeah. whole like Groundhog Day, like, oh, my life is terrible. Let's make it better. Like let me gain a lesson about life kind of a thing. And it's, it's so fucking fun. Their fun in games is like, they have fun in games, man. The way that the movie handles her day is so well done because the audience sees it from Niall's perspective. When she has the day where she's like, I need to do my good deed and that'll get me out of the time loop. And she tells her sister that she slept with whatever the guy's name was. Uh, he plays Superman. I'm going to call him James Superman. Marston. <laughs> when she tells her sister that she slept with James Marsden Superman <laughs> and you see it from Niall's perspective. So you just see her whispering in his ear, in her ear. Oh, it's so good. They, they, they so intentionally decide how, like who scenes are going to be framed from the perspective of to yeah. aid in the filmmaking of the, of everything to aid in the entire experience. And again, I think by contrast that Borat has this mockumentary angle and they never, I, I don't think they put a ton of effort into considering how they are framing something and like the thing they it's just always like, oh, we want to show Borat talking to this person and that like and goading them into saying something ridiculous that, yeah. you know, it's like I understand there, there's obviously different purposive things going on of like For they sure. want to to get the entire reaction like that's the most important piece. Mm -hmm. I just think that you could do more. Because I think the first film has more of that. And that's one of the things I think is missed. That's is I completely if you're consider agree. considering the full package of the mockumentary angle. I completely agree. But I do want to throw credit to Sasha Baron Cohen because like he still had to craft the hell out of this. Oh. Like, oh, yeah, there, there's still very like as far as comparing these films and like how to how to craft this story. Like you have to craft things really interestingly to make a time loop story fresh, especially the way they did. But like before, they had to craft the hell and how they had to adapt, like we talked about before, like with COVID and all that stuff. Like it, it's very well crafted. Mm -hmm. I have to wonder if they're going at it from a like if Borat was going at it from a perspective of like, oh, the first Borat like was them learning to make a documentary. So now they know how to make a documentary. So there aren't <laughs> the scenes of him arguing with the producer. Because That's now so there's like, I don't remember if the first Borat, did the first Borat have as much of the James Marston narration overhead? I'm sure it did. Uh, but was it like the same level and amount of it? I don't recall there being as much, but I also, I think that the case is that they have more premise to set up in the second film. The advanced premise of we're going to give a gift to someone in Trump's inner circle to like gain, you know, respect from them from the world's dictators essentially is the the through line. Yeah. Um, and they don't have to set that up in the first Borat. The first one's just like we're going to America for cultural teachings um, yeah. to teach them about Kazakhstan. And then they, he, they, they had a more open. Yeah. 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 But I, I, I do think to the the credit of Sasha Baron Cohen is just truly so talented. Actually, both. Sasha Baron Cohen and Maria Bakalova. Yeah, Bakalova are so talented. I still that, can't like, like th there so is good. like a magnetism to those performances of like, I, at least personally, I so desperately want to look away at the the like the the supreme cringe, like the the debutante ball. Oh, my, oh God. my God. Just the concept <laughs> of a debutante ball already like makes my skin crawl. 
And <laughs> I so badly just want to skip as soon as I, I just like want to skip as soon as they start talking to people. And like, I'm it's just, the talking to people though. It's not ugh. like, and that's, what's so good about it. It's not like the whole mating dance or whatever. It's like the whole, like that creepy dad was like, yeah. how much do you want yeah. for her? And then like the daughter going like, ill, you're gross, but then still ch- it's gross. It's gross. It's so gross. Yeah. I hate it. Or just because the the grossness of that, the dad just reminded me of when they're talking about getting breast augmentation done. Oh, God, um, the, the doctor. The, they, they goad the doctor into, she goes, uh, like, they're, like, talking about her attractiveness. And she's he's like, no, like, you're a very pretty girl. And, he, and she goes, well, would you make a sex attack on me? And the doctor legitimately says, if your father wasn't here, yeah. maybe. And they laugh yeah. about it. And I'm like, and they laugh oh, my it. God. That's so like, bad. How awful. And imagine it's being so that bad. actress, like being there and like how that like it's just fucking gross. And like I because I, I've had this question before, but like, how does that doctor like when this film comes out? You sue. <laughs> one, how does how does he? Yeah, well, he sues. But like, how does he still have a life? You know, like, does he still practice? Does I don't know. I it's that's crazy. one thing the first Borat the Wikipedia page I recommend anybody go read the section on the lawsuits they God, accumulated Matthew just recommended people um, to read nerd um, <laughs> because Borat too unfortunately I'm sure it's because the lawsuits haven't panned out yet yeah. had such a wealth it, it like the first one has such a wealth of information on people that sued and like their reactions it, like it's insane I bet like, working the, on the legal department like post production team is a nightmare for those. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's incredible. Um, and I'm sure like so many of the people from this second film are do it. They're like probably ongoing lawsuits right now. Mm-hmm. And they're probably, you know, they're going to lose. Like, Tom Hanks <laughs> definitely sued, right? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I, I think I'm ready, guys. I don't know about y'all. I think I am. I could vote. <laughs> I could vote. Throw a little votey, little Votron. I'm voting for Palm Springs. I read that. So like, again, we write down our answers. Um, and I read that as tings i just saw the tings and i was like what do you mean by that why are you doing a rihanna the, the tings i'm running the tings. For the tings that's how i that's my nickname for the movie ghost rider 2 spirit of vengeance <laughs> uh, it's coming back it's moving baby. on going to the finals out of left field nicholas cage arrives again <laughs> get ready for the big ride <laughs> take cover child <laughs> Is the big uh, ride his motorcycle? The big ride's whatever you want it to be, baby. The big ride is his uh f- is his funeral pyramid. Oh my god. In New Orleans. <laughs> That's right, I forgot about that. They're actually uh they're charging people to go into that cemetery because of his pyramid. Oh really? Oh my god. Yeah. So my, when they go like family trying visit, to go visit grandpa, like there are people with like loved ones buried in that cemetery and it's like owned by a by a private person i is guess it owned by nick cage and please say it's not so no i don't no, think it is i, I, I doubt, doubt he does but like the whole cemetery they they're like charging people and they're not there they weren't letting people go in and this what? was before covid so it's not a covid thing huh yeah isn't that wild they i just want to go see COVID. the guy's pyramid come on i saw Ew. it i saw it i have photos of it but i, Wait, I really I yeah can i see them i didn't get to see the pyramid. Yeah, can we see them <laughs> Oh my god, are you doing it right now? <laughs> anyway, I'm also voting for Palm Springs. <laughs> and I, I, I'll, I'll send the photos in our group chat later. Um, <laughs> who am I voting for? My vote doesn't matter at this point. Your vote matters to me, babe. But I'm also voting for Palm Springs. That wow. deconstruction, baby. I, I, gotta, I gotta love it. I think as, as a best picture contender. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I love what Sasha did, but you know. 
deconstruction, baby. We love it. That's interesting because I feel like, you know, Palm Springs was unanimous and I feel like the next one's going to be unanimous because we got Sonic in the second round. Um, That's a tough one to beat. The Academy tried to beat Sonic the Hedgehog. They tried to block it from award shows. And here we are, perhaps the second most prestigious award show for the film industry, the Tough Cut podcast. Um, Who the first is? I'll never tell. (laughs) I'll never tell. Oh, I thought I thought you were going to make a joke, Jake. All right. Well, I'll talk about Sonic. (laughs) I was, but then I forgot the name of it. I was going to say the Razzies and then I forgot the fucking name, but whatever. Again, that's my second best joke of the evening. Swinging batted 1000 here tonight, gentlemen. And Sonic is basically a baseball movie. (laughs) It's true. I love a good sports movie and Sonic is that. Yeah, it's got so many genres. It's so Sonic deep. the Hedgehog. You know it. You audience hopefully love it. Um, <laughs> you probably don't. Uh, you know, follows that speedy follows blue hedgehog God, as he <laughs> as he wreaks <laughs> havoc upon the world in his uh, never-ending fight with Doctor Eggman. Um, follows Sonic, the speedy blue hedgehog himself, um, and his new best friend, played by the Tough Cut Podcasts third favorite person in the movie industry um james marston who's our second i know our first is gore verbinski <laughs> but who's our second favorite person in the movie me, please, oh, please, i guess nicholas cage oh it could be oh, nicholas cage was that yeah it could be you were thinking <laughs> you <laughs> i don't know where that joke was going when i said it but you knew uh, it was third. you knew it was gonna end up with gore verbinski and that's all that matters yeah, yeah that's accepted number one uh he and and James Marsden, they go on an adventure to San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of your least clean ones. I'll say it. Well, because I didn't want to just repeat what I said last time. I wanted to make it a little more snappy. Yeah. Um, but then we snappy. started making jokes halfway through. So, that, yeah, that's what you get. They go to San Francisco. Okay. And Jim Carrey ends up on a planet full of mushrooms. Spoilers. <laughs> and Tails shows up at the end. Whoa. now you're dropping the That's real spoilers big spoiler yeah all right jake pitch yeah. your movie pitch your oscar bait get out of oscar here bait. get the <laughs> fuck out of here uh another round by uh thomas vinterberg it's you oh. know <laughs> sonic, sonic directed by jeff fowler <laughs> released in 2020 jesus you don't even respect <laughs> i'm a mess <laughs> Hey, they call it a hot mess for a reason, babe. All right. I am the... Go ahead. I'm going <laughs> to yeah, No, up. you say it. Say it. Say it out loud. Say it. Just to see how it feels. Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> say it. Say it. I know what you are. <laughs> a himbo. <laughs> <laughs> we need Ugh. an edit of that movie fucking pronto. I'll do it. Put some fucking. I'll do it. Please please do that, man. Well, it's Sonic is going up against another round by Thomas Vinterberg. It's you know four uh, teachers who decided to consume a shit ton of alcohol uh, for educational purposes to see how it affects their social and professional lives, and they have way more at stake, you know, than we initially think. It's a really fucking fun film. 
Now, if, unless you guys have a, um, a comparisons that you like for sure want to make right away, I, I have like a really interesting one. How meta is it? <laughs> it's pretty. Why, why do you bring that up, Matthew? What, what do you, how, I'm just curious. Talk? We don't plan the entire show or anything, dumb, dumb audience. Come on. Dumb, <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. No. Matt, we you're sit, being, Matt's we, the mean host he's tonight. He's the mean host tonight. Look, I don't have enough stands in my uh, calling me out on Twitter yet. So yeah, I'm getting mean with you guys. <laughs> oh my God. You're going to get so many like, Oh, be mean to me, Matthew on Twitter. <laughs> you're going to get stands this way. Good. <laughs> but anyway, will, so will the stands have been worth it, Matt? <laughs> will they have been worth it? I'm going to make a burner account that just fucking bullies you. <laughs> like, over <laughs> over. <laughs> So, okay, with these two films, they actually, like, mean a lot to me, I've realized, especially in the past year. They're probably, like, the two films that uh, have meant the most to me in this, like, whole, like, our pitching. And I'll tell you guys why. Matthew just, both Matthew and Alex both tilted their heads (laughs) almost 90 fucking degrees to the side. Like, I get another round. Oh, I get Sonic. I'll see. Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty fucking, that's great. Look. I think for both of these, one of these was, you know, we saw Sonic, we we had talked about it so much, we're like, oh my god, we're gonna go see Sonic Theaters, whatever, and then we saw it and we did, like, drinking and we celebrated, like, you know, we, we, we drank a decent amount, if you guys don't realize it by now, in college, <laughs> you know, as one does. And hey, they don't need such... to know we were in college when we saw Sonic. Get the fuck out of here, audience. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, audience. You'll never be able to guess our they age. Can, they by can the track me down. My made. Twitter's linked in the fucking bio. It's <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> I can't escape you people. <laughs> wow, you really are doubling down on hating our fans. <laughs> um, but no, like we saw we had a fucking great time. And then like afterwards, COVID hit, right? And it was like one of the last like bit like things that we did involving like alcohol we're like celebrating having a good time and i remember it so fondly like it was such an innocent like lovely time and in comparison when i saw like another round it just also hit so hard and it's this like if i didn't move back to new orleans like i recently did like and and during those months like i really felt for martin like the stagnation of everything like as juxtaposed you know we were in peak joke fashion with sonic and but this like it took us for a long ride it talked about new orleans in the fucking movie like it's this de-stigmatization of drinking culture but also the nostalgia of it in a way because they talk about Mm. like the nostalgia with him being young and then drinking all stuff and they talk about the dangers and all that it just like both of these really reminded me of how crucial like my life is like right now with the stagnation of everything but in completely different ways and like a nostalgia point and i felt like you know we like us three like have a similar like path with it right because we all saw sonic as this big joke whatever sonic speed all stuff but it was still one of the like the last movie we saw in theaters in 2020 yeah and then seeing this film i'm just like oh my god like that felt like us it felt like us like that movie (sighs) those teachers felt like us 60 years from now when we're trying to look back on the time we drank sonic speed and we're like yeah we can do that years from now how old do you think those people are i'm two years old (laughs) um Citizens Jake, arrest. I totally get what you're saying. Um, seeing Sonic before the pandemic and then watching Sonic again. Sonic's a drug, guys. I just <laughs> Sonic gets me going. I can't help it. I can't help the way that I feel when I watch Sonic and uh, I'm never going to stop. 
I'm never going to stop watching Sonic <laughs> and I don't care who I become yeah. when I watch that little blue hedgehog run around really fast and get sad hitting the baseballs. Wait, the stack. You keep talking about the stagnation, Jake. Yeah. What if <laughs> this is going to sound crazy? <laughs> what if we watched Sonic? I, 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 so there was, there was a, I think it was Aristotle. He said that the <laughs> oh, human blood <laughs> Sonic content was one viewing. We were born one viewing too low. What if we watched Sonic every day for a year? And we do this for academic purposes. We're going to write a paper on it and see how it affects our social and professional lives. What would happen for educational purpose? I would find out my wife is cheating on me. That's what would happen <laughs> if I watched Sonic. And one of your good friends would die. Yeah. So that's pretty fucking sad and we never talked about it. Uh, but something I want to say, like, in relation to kind of your sad uh, baseball thing, Alex. Dude, why haven't we talked about specs in another round? Yeah. That motherfucker <laughs> broke my, my first note. Like, my first note was like, I felt so bad for specs. And like, that was so well done because, like, I was that kid. Like, you know, like, my, <laughs> I didn't get the water. Whistle. And then it kept going. I was like, wait. Wait, no. And then at the end, when the when the gym teacher like died, I was my first thought was, what's going to happen to Specs? And I literally said, fucking damn it. And I just like, I got so sad. Tommy being drunk coaching the Little League team was so funny. He was <laughs> such a funny drunk coach. Of course they made one of them a coach. I was so happy they did that. Like, that was such a good like adding. Because gym to, like, teachers are teachers. Yeah, that's so fucking great. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean that's that's how I feel like about these like two films, and I'm trying to like think of like which one, you know, I, I'm I'm this nostalgia of like togetherness and whatever. And I see, do you, wait, do you guys think we can out drink them? Sonic, I mean, Sir, I certainly <laughs> no cannot kidding. right now in my life. I yeah, know okay, that but I peak, can't. Peak us, peak us, <laughs> if, right? If you took my peak alcohol tolerance, that's a thing to behold. I mean, we could we could put back some stuff. I think we could outdrink them. I don't know. They were doing liquor, and I never really was good with liquor. Like I, I drank it, but it was never my it was never my jam. I was a beer guy. Yeah. Or or a or a malt wine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Sonic could outdrink them? Uh, he's you a think Sonic and James Mark? Yeah, them? but do you think his his speed would affect his metabolism? Interesting. Yeah, how many mm. drinks would it take to get Sonic drunk? So he, Could I don't Sonic think he weighs drunk. very much. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think that would affect it. Yeah. Um, so if we had a team of Sonic and James Marsden, and I don't mean his character he played, I mean actual James Marsden. Yeah, yeah Oh, wait, okay, wait, new concept. James Marsden plus all of the animal buddy movies he's been in. So he gets Sonic. He Whoa. gets um, Hop. Is that the name yeah, of the titular uh, it's, I think, no, he was Hop. He was, oh, he was whatever O'Hare. Was I, think. Hop? And, I think he was Hop. That's nah. Pretty... Oh yeah. Fred O'Hare. Huh. <laughs> okay. So it's, it's James Marsden. It's, it's Sonic. It's, Frank Catherine O'Hare. Heigl, O'Hare. Catherine Heigl from 27 Dresses. It's, Let's see what what else we got. Oh, uh, fucking Amy Adams. Amy Adams from Ella Enchanted. <laughs> what a it's squad! It's just Enchanted, right? Not Ella Enchanted. Oh yeah, Isn't I think that's Ella Enchanted. <laughs> that the Anne Hathaway thing. Yeah, I yeah, as a child, Enchanted, Ella Enchanted. My my brain is 
too too similar. Um, oh, and Christopher Walken can be there, uh, and John Travolta because he was in Hairspray. <laughs> I thought you were just going to invite him. I thought you were just going to be like Christopher Walken can be <laughs> can just be there. <laughs> do you remember that night of drinking where I was forced to do a Christopher Walken impression for the rest of the night, and it was fucking yeah. awful, and I was the because worst one you- at it lost some and then you gave up so easy you lost i gave I up because i kept we drinking playing. i had to go to the point of oblivion come on guys <laughs> hmm. there was something i wanted to say like 10 minutes ago and i can literally <laughs> no longer remember what it was uh, guys i just learned something cursed about james marsden <laughs> what james marsden was in boss baby wait what shut the fuck up James Marsden was no, a boss baby. No, we literally can't escape anything that comes up on this show. I guess it's because Hollywood only has so many big name actors, but it will inevitably come back Ugh. up. Who was he in Boss Baby? I don't know. His character isn't listed. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I'm on Google right now. Did he and just it says roll up on and on says Alec set? Baldwin played the Boss Baby. Lisa Kudrow was mom. Tom McGrath, TV chef. Jimmy Kimmel was dad. <laughs> and then just says James Marsden, but it doesn't have a role <laughs> listed with him. <laughs> I'll only be, I'll only be like, all right, that's fine. If he showed up as himself, if he played a character, I've lost a little bit of respect for James. Well, Marsden. actually, you've never seen the movie, Jake. It's one of the most it's one of the best scenes in cinema. It's um, it's like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit situation of the whole movie is animated, and then they have James Marsden show up in the world of Boss Baby. How dare you talk about one of my favorite movies in relation to Boss Baby? How fucking wait, Jake? Dare. Have you never seen Boss Baby? I refuse. Jake, I'm gonna put it in a bracket just to no. have another movie that you've never seen. Did in you a bracket. like Boss Baby? Stop no. it. No, who liked Boss Baby? <laughs> the Academy, fucking asshole. Yeah, it almost won an Oscar. Oh, God. Anyway, these movies. Some actually, no, 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 no. Something more important. Something in Sonic. Oh my God! Wait, Matthew, you never told us the hint about COVID, right? Uh, that's mm. what I'm about to get to. There's a moment in Sonic that proves so much about what this movie was made for borat jokes that it invented covid sonic it gives you the breadcrumbs so you can sniff your little mousy nose right to the prize so let's let's think about this for a moment oscar contention rules as they are normally a movie has to have a release in theaters yes okay it's in the rules sonic comes out just before the whole world goes into lockdown. That's a little bit suspicious, is it not? Wait. So as you sit down and start watching the movie, my first go around, I never noticed this. It didn't even process in my brain because I hadn't experienced living in isolation for a year. But this time I had. Sonic, as he sits in his cave, talking to himself. You don't think your prolonged isolation is making you a bit crazy, perhaps, Sonic says, that he eeks from his maw. (laughs) Weird. Sonic, I think I've gone a little crazy in isolation, Sonic. Why didn't you tell me more, Sonic, of what it'd be like, Sonic? So they leave the breadcrumbs. They release the movie just before the world shuts down and they leave something in there to laugh in all our faces about what's going to happen. That we're all going to go crazy in isolation, just like Sonic. 
Beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> Beautiful. See, I thought you were going to say like the Academy made made COVID so that way they didn't have to nominate Sonic. Well, no, that's just obvious. That's just fucking obvious. <laughs> um, that's not even a fan theory. That's just fucking obvious. You know what, guys, like listeners, and I mean this for the rest of life. If 10 people tweet directly at Matthew demanding he do a live dramatic reading of Sonic, he will do it at any point in life. Even if like <laughs> 60 years from now when we're getting fucking drunk doing our rewatch of Sonic, if I find ten, out that he, he gets, gets a 10 tweet, you will have to do a dramatic reading of the Sonic movie. Let's, let's uh, put some rules on this because we're going to force Matt to agree with it. So there have to be conditions. Yeah, of course. Uh, no one can tweet at him twice. And Jake, we're not allowed to tweet at him. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wouldn't dare break this. I'll, I'll throw in another. Uh, this is a request, a humble request. Yes. Um, if this happens, if they if they shoot me 10 tweets, my boys, my friends, mm. lend me your ears and lend me your voices. Mm. It's a long script. And I think I'd need some help on the way there. Who would you cast as James Marston? That's my question. That's my I, I, all will be revealed if we get the 10 tweets. Wow. You're going to like um, host a, like an actual casting call like, of all your friends. We're going to have auditions. And it's going to be the no, I'm sweetest. I'm completely down. I'm completely down for that. But I want you to like read all like I want you to read stage directions. I want, oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's got to be the full thing. The script's online. You can find it. If you can't, I have people. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to be trusting you to help me with that one, Jake. Jake just word for word transcribes all of Sonic and then writes the most ridiculous stage directions just to fuck with Matt. <laughs> oh, shit. That, yeah. Wow. But yeah, no, I, I stand by the fact that they knew what they were doing. Isn't it so strange that the movie was delayed <laughs> that they pitched a bad Sonic team Sonic Wait, making sh- a bad Sonic. Okay. No, the virus doesn't, wasn't ready yet. Okay. Sonic team, Dude. team Sonic. <laughs> the amount of conspiracies in this. Imagine if this went up against Borat too. Holy <laughs> shit, man. We have a treasure trove. <laughs> the government That's- was like, Hey guys, uh, working on Sonic. Um, uh, the virus ain't ready yet. We need you to delay. <laughs> Put out some like shitty looking version of Sonic that you made in three hours and be like, oh, this is what Sonic's going to look like. And then there'll be fan outcry. You'll have to redesign the whole thing. That's the plan. OK, I by the way, I was looking again at how <laughs> at, at what original Sonic looked like. Why do you keep like doing that to yourself? Like, Are you like, OK, <laughs> I just I keep thinking like, oh, it can't be that bad. Like because the new Sonic didn't look like exceptionally good you know and so i like for yourself back (laughs) i went back to see like oh what what did it used to look like it truly is horrendous it's a fucking gremlin dude it looks like if you feed it after midnight you will die (laughs) the one that came out is leagues better than than original sonic uh it it's horrifying it is an eldritch abomination i want to see the original cut purely for like <laughs> the scenes where james marston so like snugly cradles sonic and carries him around i want to see the ghoul <laughs> sonic i want to see ghoul sonic being cradled by james marston he just had such weird proportions and was like a tiny weird i don't know man it was it was i want to see what the ghoul tails cameo looked like at the <laughs> end of the movie like how horrifying the must that have been 
Yeah. Yeah. The, what are the beginning? All the other, like, like whatever uh, the, I guess, echidnas. I was going to say, whatever you know what race is. You know what would have been absolutely fucking owl. baller of them if for the second movie they release a trailer and they do the old. They, they do the original. <laughs> they just say, fuck you guys. That would be so funny. Or so funny. If uh, Dr. Robotnik creates his own Sonic OC to battle actual <laughs> Sonic and it is what original Doc- movie Sonic. <laughs> what if Dr. Robotnik in the second movie creates Shadow the Hedgehog and Shadow is just a black and red <laughs> version of the original Sonic? Man, I really think wow. for like, they, I think, I, when's it coming out next year? I think if it comes out post April Fools, it would be an actually great joke if they released a full trailer with the bad version or like the OG version, I should say, because it's not bad. It's art. Yeah, the original Sonic. Okay, let's not play April. ourselves. It's in April 2022. <gasps> they could totally, that'd be the best marketing shit ever. I'm saying it'd be it. good. It'd be, it'd be so good. funny. Okay, well. <sighs> This is tricky because genuinely both these movies are so fun for so different reasons. And again, like I'm going back to my like comparison, how it's like both indoctrinated, like in our experiences as like in this year, I think both these films really encapsulate like our experiences in this year in like a really weird way in a beautiful way. Yeah. Also, you know, what's great. Like Sonic, you know, it's a kid's movie or it was made to be a kid's movie. Right. And so you could like come at, like call it almost like a coming of age story for Sonic. And I think something like really beautiful that like uh, another round did was kind of subvert that. Like, I love it when films are coming of age stories where they're like not about kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I love like it was about teachers and it wasn't even just like about adults, but it was about teachers teaching kids. And but it was still like I just thought this this is one of my favorite coming of age stories of recent years. And I really like thought about that. And like you talking about that has made me realize the way that the midlife crisis is just an old person coming of age story. It's just an old person coming of age story. Yeah. Cause that's what this movie is. It's a bunch of midlife crises. Yeah. That's such an interesting way to look at that story. That's great. Actually, that's, it's, oh, it's that's a, so a really elegant point that we, um, would have been great if we'd brought it up, uh, <laughs> um, sooner. So we could have talked about that instead of listening to me spout conspiratorial <laughs> bullshit about Sonic nah. for 15 minutes. Uh, but here uh, we are. I think an important thing to note, and this is a total tangent that I think is very important to consider when voting for these movies. Think about how James Marsden cradles Sonic and thinking about how Martin and Tommy cradle Tommy's dog as it pees outside. Um, yeah, really <sighs> touches my heart. Wow. I really one of my notes was also like, I just I hope that dog's OK. You know, it's it. He took it with him on the boat. Well, no, they showed the shot of, like, the boat, like, the dog's still out there, like, whining. So, like, it could have lived if they found the boat. I don't know. Well, because how would they have known if they didn't find the boat, right? Yeah. They had to find the boat. I'm hoping the dog lived, but it never came back. What do you guys think? um, This is an actual another comparison that might help us, because I I am fairly torn, honestly. Um, But, so, Mads Mikkelsen versus... Ben Schwartz. We're not doing him versus James Martinson because obviously that's like, you know, James Martinson's winning anyone out of the water. That's let's make yeah. it fair. <laughs> it's um, like a middle schooler versus someone who went to Juilliard. Like <laughs> you don't compare yeah, those yeah, two things. For some reason, the middle schooler wins, you know, like, <laughs> 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 well, how do you guys feel? Because I generally am impressed by both these performances uh, and I like both these actors quite a bit. So thoughts. So 
I think Mads gives, as Martin, gives like a really, a, a very funny, a very powerful, but simultaneously very haunting performance of the reality of going through this sort of midlife crises of trying to rediscover who you believe yourself to be and who you thought mm-hmm. for so long you were and what it's like to confront that. Yeah. By comparison, obviously, Ben Schwartz is super funny very, very talented. He plays, you know, in Sonic, which is for all intents and purposes, a children's movie. Um, but he captures that naivete uh, in like such a really mm. fun, yeah. really great way. However, something I would have loved to see more of from his performance is he's such a spectacular improviser. Exactly. They should have given him a little leeway, which I get like, yeah. it's animated. So like, well, no, you're, but you're he's, a little he's more pigeonholed and there. He's a smart, like, you know, performer, he could have, he could have improvised. They could have. They, I, yeah. I, I feel like it, it was probably the case that he didn't have a lot of room to, if he had wanted to. Um, and I would have liked to see some things that felt a little more just naturally, like s- just the character existing in the environment sort of thing. Cause he's so talented at that. Something I want to give to Ben Schwartz is that I think he does a really good job because obviously Sonic is a character that has so much media behind him and is like so well known and a lot so of many bad media of, yeah like so many bad instances like with uh cheesy lines and you know like memes and like there's so much behind sonic like setting this movie up for failure and i think he does such a good job of turning sonic into a full character with like an arc and like uh, really putting emotion into the character without changing like with keeping it true to feeling who Sonic is, you know, and part of that is to the writing as well. But it, I I do think he did a really great job. Yeah. The credit I want to give to Ben Schwartz is that like you were set up to fail for this movie. I mean, by all intents and purposes, you were set up to fail and he did such a fun job, but I do agree with Matthew to the point where it's like, I don't think I, and even the whole movie in general, like I do, I love this movie, but I just don't think they had enough fun, you know? Well, I think that that's one of the things that stands out so much about Jim Carrey's performance is it's super clear that he had a blast playing Dr. Robotnik, which isn't to Mm -hmm. say I don't think Schwartz had fun playing Sonic or um, James Marsden had fun pretending to be a cop. Um, (laughs) 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 Method acting, baby. I don't know. Yeah, but like it's so clear that Jim Carrey had so much fun in the role and what I what feels like there were like improvised or Carrie came up with some of the lines and experience like how yeah. the character acted. Um, and I just wish we could have gotten a little more of that. So from I Sonic. really hope and if Sonic uh, producers and writers or if you're listening, which we know you are, I really yeah. hope I mean, that they were, do. DreamWorks writers and uh, producers and execs were. So I'm sure. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think they should do the thing if they haven't already where like they uh, put Ben Schwartz in a in a bodysuit and actually have him there. And so he can actually improvise with Jim Carrey. Imagine that shit. Fucking amazing. Honestly, that, that would, would be, be really, the really fix fun for me to make Sonic even better the next time. Like actually have Ben Schwartz be able to improvise with Jim, who, yeah, he was honestly the best part of this movie. And you have mm, J- James Marston in it. So yeah. My <laughs> praise. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I just wanted a little bit more like fun with Sonic. You know, I I, I saw the fun that Jim was having. All right, guys, yeah. shall um, we vote? I think we're ready to vote. Let's okay. do it. Yeah, I can I can I can go. I'm gonna vote for another round here, uh, and I promise it's not because I want to get fucking 
drunk as shit next week. I promise <laughs> that is not it. I mean, the listeners might want to see it, but <laughs> but yeah, I'm voting for another round. I think it's just such a fun movie, such a beautiful movie, and such a underrated movie that's playing with a lot of like shit that's great and subverts a lot of things. Well, I look forward to Leonardo DiCaprio as Martin in the <laughs> I will remake. Assassinate the writers of <laughs> Matt, how about you? It breaks my heart to have to do this, but I am voting for another round. But there's a piece I have to say, and it's because I know the truth, Sonic. You made me live through this pandemic. You built me up to tear me down and you broke my heart. So I can't in good faith give you the vote. You shoot me down, but I will fall. Wow. Yeah, listen to us stumble across. And so am I. That makes three of us. What? Wait, really? Both of y'all? Well, I'm surprised by both of you guys voting for another round. I'm actually like truly surprised. Tell me about it. I mean, another round's a really, really good movie, guys. (laughs) (laughs) True, true. I can't complain with that. Uh, So insinuate whatever you want from that statement. Uh, Yeah, Matt, take us away. With that, we've got our finals of Oscar season. Palm Springs going up against another round. That's fantastic. These were genuinely two of my two favorite great movies. Like, films yeah. of, I, wow. I already have conversations I'm so excited to have. Catch, uh, catch that episode next week. Yeah, and guys, it's a finale, so we want your honorable mentions. I know there's a bunch of films out there that you guys, like, you know, and since the Oscars already happened, you can pick films that didn't win Best Picture that you think should be highlighted, even if they were nominated. Like, we want to talk about it. Um, so yeah, uh, look out for some polls. I mean, you could also, you could also pick a film that did win best picture and was nominated because we didn't put it in our bracket. I mean, you you could say that you could pick Nomadland. I actually really enjoyed, I I enjoyed Nomadland. Um, but well, (laughs) yeah, it was good. (laughs) I didn't didn't see it. (laughs) Anyways, we, we do want your honorable mentions. Be on the lookout for that and you'll be shouted out like your honorable mention on the show. So it'd be fun. Woo. Uh, and also, Woo. if you uh, review the show on iTunes, um, maybe I'll read your review on the show. If you're really funny like us, <laughs> go fuck yourself, <laughs> audience. <laughs> I forgot your arc for this episode, Matt. Jesus. Fuck. Oh, my God. Matt was hurt. I'm just kidding. Matt was hurt by Sonic and he decided to take it out. You're on projecting. Our you're literally projecting. I, I'm, I'm OK. Audience, I'm really Jake and sorry. I are so sorry. We apologize for Matt's behavior. Please review the show, follow follow the show and all your favorite podcatchers um, and tell your friends, tell your teachers and tell your animal companions about us. Uh, follow us on socials, guys. If you want more content or want to know whenever an episode's up, we got Twitter, we got Instagram, we got Letterboxd. Follow at Tough Cut Pod for more good stuff. And we you get hit with sweet late night tweets like... <laughs> I'm going to become the official himbo of the Tough Cut podcast. Uh, so be on the lookout for those because we're going to be hitting your timeline more your up, often. That was your up late who dis like this. And that was your first tweet. <laughs> and hey, a couple of my stands came out of the woodwork to reply to that one. So yeah, they, were hiding. they were in hiding your stands. <laughs> I'm going to be so drunk next week. I just realized I'm going to be don't fucked. Have- to do it <laughs> you do not have to get drunk Jack. I do, you simply I do, do not have to i promised and they'll give it 
That's pretty much the content that they're gonna get. <laughs>